Welcome. Welcome back to the Passage Patrick podcast on a beautiful Thursday. Week four's in the books. I win nine and seven. I'm just gonna come out and say it. I win nine and seven. Not a uh, not thrilled that I win nine and seven. I wish I could have predicted a few more games right. But all in all, you know, you can't predict everything right. But one game that I did predict right was Tampa Bay. They went in, and they got the win. Was it pretty? No. It was a sloppy game. Even the weather wasn't friendly to all of those players. Brady didn't play, you know, the MVP caliber game that we all thought he would. Uh, you know, he didn't have Gronk. He didn't have his guy that he his security blanket, the guy he can dump it off to. Uh, no doubt still, great win. But there were some things. I mean, Buccaneers are beat up, everyone. God, I mean... You know, you got Sherman coming in. He He's, like, coming in, like, no prep uh, to play. You got Pierre Desaire there, who's just, I mean, you know, Pierre Desaire, I've never, don't follow him much. I think he's been on, like, seven teams, bounced around the league. That seriously, that that defensive backs, they, they need some, all right? Now, Gilmore has just been released from the Patriots. No doubt the Bucks will be targeting him. A couple big releases. We're going to kind of talk about that, too, but... Brady got emotional, and he didn't show it, and it, it it wasn't shown on TV, he didn't publicize it, but he was emotional. Um, you could tell at the in-game interview, uh, he was saying how the fans cheered at first, and then they booed because they want their team to win. That place means so much. You don't spend 20 years in one organization and not feel anything going back and going to the guest, the visitor's locker room, excuse me. You just don't. You feel something internal. And he did. Um, They had a press box for his family. You know, there was some stuff earlier in the week. His dad did an interview taking shots at the Patriots. His trainer, Guerrero, took some shots at Belichick. Um, But the Patriots were pretty quick to squash any of this Brady versus Belichick uh, mantra that was going on. They tried to squash it quite a bit because they knew. They knew Brady would come in and be motivated. And motivation is key when you're going into that situation and you're emotional and you're feeling like that. I I wouldn't say Brady was distracted, but with the weather combined with not having Gronk and the emotions, he played about the game you could have predicted he'd play. Now, a lot of people thought he would dominate, but with the weather, that was a huge factor. And both coaches said uh, the weather, you know, isn't changing much, but it did. I don't, I mean, it was pouring. It was a torrential downpour. Uh, Mac Jones played great. Didn't think Mac Jones had it in him. Uh, One of the biggest stages, and he came out on top. Like, he had a better quarterback performance than Brady. He did. I think it was like 18 completions, you know, straight, which is just incredible. Uh, I think it tied Brady or something. So, like, uh, he played a great game. Good game plan from the Patriots. They threw a lot of different looks at Brady in that game. They were really trying to throw him off. (laughs) Belichick was doing what he does. Brady was doing what he does, um, and, you know, great game. Can't say much more about it, but uh, Brady definitely felt some stuff going back into Foxborough, no doubt. But the bigger story is after uh, the game, <laughs> because what are the Bucks? Do they have, like, the best surrounding cast for Brady? No, not at all. 
I mean, they've fallen back in the power rankings, at least my power rankings too. I don't see them as, they're still in that bubble of the Super Bowl, but they are really teetering on injury-ridden year. Could be written off. This year could be a write-off. We'll wait and see. They're still winning. But, you know, Stephon Gilmore, he's on the Panthers now. And that was kind of a missed opportunity. They really could have benefited from him. So, in kind of other NFL news, Jalen Smith got released by the Cowboys, which I just found kind of shocking. He went to the Packers, um, signed a little deal with them, happy for him. I think that, I think they really, with Micah Parsons, Tavon Diggs, I think they found their defensive identity, and it was just kind of, Jalen Smith became expendable. So, you know, a decent linebacker, I think he'll do great on the Packers, another storied franchise, great man, uh, great atmosphere, I think. So I'm glad he landed in a good spot. But a lot of moves, a lot of releases, trades kind of happened in the last couple days. Interesting stuff to follow. Um, Bills showed why they're the number one offense in the league. Uh, Putting up that amount of points is just nuts, everyone. (laughs) I mean, I forget. I think they scored 40. They scored 40 points. Uh, Yeah, I'm looking right now. I'm just looking at the box score. Yeah, they scored 40 points gosh I mean how do you defend that this is why Josh Allen is one of the top talents in the league uh 248 yards too from him now Stefan Diggs they just got they got a lot of those pieces working for him not definitely top number one offense I think they're going into Kansas City this week too big big game for them we're going to get into my predictions too in a little bit for week five But a storyline that has been plaguing the NFL, I need to get into it. Because, you know, admitting when you're not great at your profession anymore, it it takes some humility. It really does. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, Big Ben, he needs to admit, he needs to show some humility right now. He does. Um, Big Ben is not the Big Ben that we all know. He's just not. It The alarm's going off. <laughs> uh, everyone's aware of it. Big Ben says he's hurt. Ben Roethlisberger, he's not the quarterback who he, who, you know, who we knew. Quite frankly, I thought he would have a better year. I really did. Uh, the, the stats don't lie for Big Ben. Looking at his stats uh, this year, he's played four games. 109 completions of 170, 64.1 completion percentage. That's not, like, what I'm worried about. Um, Four TDs, four interceptions. It's not, like, a huge deal, but this number, 10 sacks. All right? And how many times has he been pushed down and, you know, pressured and all this stuff? it's, It's just, it's gotten to the point where, quite frankly, they're going to have to figure something out. Because this is what's happened. They have waited too long. They should have taken a quarterback last year or the year before or the year before. Now, granted, they didn't have a great pick. They would have had to trade up. They would have had to make some moves. But all in all, this is what happens when you don't prepare for the future. This is why you see teams taking Jordan Love. This is why you see the Packers making that move. Even though it's not popular with Aaron Rodgers, and it's not, Aaron hated that move. Uh, that's one of the main reasons the Packers had all their drama this offseason. 
But the the idea that you can just this is what happens when you don't prepare. When when there's not that young up and comer in the company who can make the changes needed and you just stick with the older guy because that's the way it's been done for 20 years and you're not prepared. And then what happens? Dysfunction. So young people get thrown into this all the time. They're not prepared for a job and then they don't do a good th- job. It just it can different layers stack on top of each other for all these situations. And honestly, I hope the Steelers can figure it out. They're putting a lot of faith in their backups because Dwayne Askins may get the call. And I've seen Dwayne Askins. And I'm going to be curious to see if he's improved at all in the offseason, if he's worked on his game a little more, if he's still going to be distraction. He was one of the top recruits coming out of Ohio State. And, you know, Washington took him with the 15th overall pick. But Washington has dysfunction there, you know? This is what happens. I'm sorry. Washington's in the same boat. Uh, we don't have a future. I, I love Tyler Heineke. I love the game he put together. That was an awesome game. But, you know, do it for a couple of years straight like that. And, you know, the league figures you out. So, all in all, this, the Pittsburgh Steelers need to really start considering their options. Now, I, for one... Because this is a story that went around, uh, you know, the Packers played the Steelers the other day, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he had some some stuff to say on the, the Pat McAfee show. Uh, he was, you know, giving praise to Tomlin. It's, it's, it's that, and then you pair it with the book from this week, which I won't tell you, but it's, yeah, it's, uh, look, I'm just speaking the truth. They asked me a question about Mike Tomlin, I'm going to tell how, how I feel about Mike Tomlin. If you want to take that and run with it and say I'm, you know, angling for you know, some sort of next team or something, I'm, I'm not. I'm just answering a question about about my respect for Mike and, and what he's accomplished in the league. And same for, you know, I talked about Ben. Um, a lot of respect for everything he's accomplished over the years. And- well, let's get one thing straight here. Aaron Rodgers is not dumb. He's not. He doesn't, you don't go on a show like that and, you know, not have something you're trying to say in the interview. First off, I think he's making a huge play to be the Steelers quarterback next year. You know, he's, he's not dumb. He, he knows what he's saying. Now, either he's doing that or he's using that as leverage to make Packers fans uneasy. He's really just toying with you, Packers fans. I am so sorry. But, hey, if I'm wrong and he is going to go to the Steelers... <laughs> That would be awesome because Big Ben's getting older and this could be the way out. Uh, I mean, I think this year will be Big Ben's last year anyway. But just a weird, interesting story, isn't it? Goes on a show, talks about another team, gives praise to that uh, boss. Think about if you were in a company and you did that. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I went on and did an interview and you were praising the other guy from the other company. And your contract with your current companies up at the end of the year. What what does that mean? So you wouldn't make that dumb decision, right? And look, all I know is Aaron's unhappy with the Packers. He's not going to be a Packer next year. He's not, okay? He is obviously on the move. He knows, you know, Jordan Love's on the way in. He's on the way out. Is he messing with the Packers probably and saying he's going to go to the AFC and win with the Steelers? Maybe, but... There's no way the Packers are trading Aaron Rodgers within the NFC. He's going to go to an AFC team. I predicted the Dolphins. 
That's who I predicted. I think he's going to go to the Dolphins uh, 100%. I, I still have that pick. I don't think this changes much. Just very interesting, isn't it? Very interesting how he's manipulating situations. And you can say, oh, it's just a harmless interview. No. There's something behind it. He doesn't get all of a sudden dumb. Aaron Rodgers isn't dumb. He's very smart in how he calculates everything and thinks about everything. Uh, so, interesting story there. We'll see what it develops. A lot of respect, though, between Aaron Rodgers and Steelers and Mike Tomlin. Uh, there just is, you know. So, Mike Tomlin has been in the league a long time, and Aaron's been in the league a long time, and... <laughs> I don't see him going to the Steelers because, honestly, it doesn't make a lot of sense because Steelers don't have the pieces that other teams would have. They don't have, uh, you know, Denver's got a good team. Miami's got a good team. You know, Miami just needs, like, one or two weapons on the offense, and they're ready for Aaron Rodgers. That's where I have him going. <laughs> no doubt. We'll follow it. Aaron Rodgers' drama just continues. This storyline started in the spring, and it's going all the way through the season. It's incredible. Love to see it because it's content, and I love to talk about it. All right. Last week I was 9-7. and seven. I was not happy with those uh, results. Predicted quite a few games wrong. So I'm not, I'm not happy with that. I'm looking to bounce back this, this week, everyone. So I, I'm looking for that. So now we have the first game. First game. We're going to start predicting week five, everyone, because tonight is Thursday Night Football, and here we go again. For Thursday Night Football tonight, we have the Rams at Seattle. Interesting game. Um, 100% think the Rams will pull this one out. You know, Matthew Stafford, they took the loss last week. He had a great game, though. Um, I've not been impressed with what I've seen from the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll. It seems like there's still just something off about them. And I know Seattle fans know what I'm talking about. That game kicks off at 720. Um, definitely one of the better Thursday night games. I think this is going to be one of the best Thursday night games this season. Uh, two heavyweights going at it. But the Rams, they lost last week. Arizona's clearly the, on top in that division. They're ready to come back and show why they're the number one team. I have the Rams uh, winning this game. I think the Rams are going to put up 31 points. I think Seattle's going to put up 27. I think it's going to be a kind of a closer game in the high points area. Uh, but I got the Rams winning this game. All right, then we move on to Sunday. New York Jets at Atlanta. Um, they're in London. They're playing at 8.30 a.m. in the morning for us here in Central Time. Yeah, so Jets are going to lose. It's okay. Washington beat Atlanta last week, and I know Atlanta's kind of salty about that. They want to come back and, you know, just prove that the Jets are the Jets and they're the Atlanta Falcons. So I, I got the Falcons winning that game. I think the New York will put up 20 points. I think the Falcons will put up 27. Uh, so definitely going to be a, a good game. Uh, but I got Atlanta winning that game. Green Bay at Cincinnati. So the Joe Burrow-Jamar Chase, it works. We've seen it works. Is it working as good as uh, the Bengals wanted to this year? No, it's just not. That's okay. It's okay. You know, they're building something there. Green Bay's playing great football right now. Uh, yeah, they're they're playing some great football. And I'm sorry, Cincinnati. Green Bay's going to come out on top here. It's okay, Aaron Rodgers. And they got Jalen Smith now, too. That adds something. That It, it means something, okay? Green Bay will win this game. Green Bay's going to put up 27 points. Cincinnati's going to put up about 14. It's okay. It's okay. 
Cincinnati fans, you have something special here. You will eventually have your moment. But Green Bay's coming out on top with this game. Detroit versus Minnesota. Detroit plays so hard, guys. I got to respect it. I got to. And I I don't think, you know, Kirk Cousins is a top-tier quarterback either. This one was kind of a hard debate for me, whether Detroit would win this game in Minnesota. But Minnesota will come out on top just because Detroit's Detroit, even though they're playing hard and they're playing good football. I just see Minnesota as more of a top dog in that game. Um, surprisingly, I'll have this game only 14-10. to 10. Minnesota's going to win it. It's going to be closer than you think because Detroit plays really hard football. But Minnesota's going to come out on top. All right, Denver at Pittsburgh. Ugh. Denver took a step back last week with the Baltimore. Now, here's the thing. I still believe Denver's a good team. I don't think they're a great team. I think they're a good team. They miss, they're missing that one factor, and that's quarterback. Because now Teddy Bridgewater's out. I don't know if he's going to be ready to go. Uh, Big Ben, though, is not good at quarterback either. This one was a toss-up, too. But I got Pittsburgh winning winning the game. I just got Pittsburgh, uh, you know, pulling it out. 17-14, winning by a field goal. It's going to be a close game because I'm not impressed with Ben Roethlisberger this year. Um, not impressed with uh, Denver this year. If Drew Locke plays, I doubt they'll score 14 if Drew Locke plays. But I'm going to say 14-17, Pittsburgh Steelers win that game. Miami at Tampa, that's a win for Tampa. It's a win for Tampa. Uh, Brady, you know, didn't show out as as he wanted to in his return to New England last week. Still got the win, but I, I still see Tampa Bay winning this. Hopefully they have uh, Gronkowski back. They can get back into a rhythm as an offense. Miami is just a lot of different drama because Deshaun Watson... A lot of rumors he was going to come there. Tua has been off and on the field with injuries. Tampa's winning that game 27-14. to I don't think Miami will put up, you know, over two touchdowns. Uh, I got Tampa winning that game. New Orleans at Washington. Oh, I love Washington's win last week. Wasn't it great? Tyler Heineke. It was awesome. I'm going to pick Washington. Legit. I'm going to go with my team this week. Last couple of weeks, I haven't chosen them to win. Uh, I'm going with Washington against New Orleans because, again, I was wrong. I thought Jameis Winston was, you know, going to be amazing this year. I just had this weird feeling. But obviously, he's just up and down. Jameis Winston's like a roller coaster. You get those highs and you get those lows. I think he'll have a low game at Washington. And I'm predicting my team, my defense, wake up. Okay, defense needs to wake up. They got to figure that out. Washington's going to pull this game out, though. I think Washington will put up 23 points. I think uh, New Orleans will put up uh, 17. I think it'll be a close game, but I I got Washington pulling this game out. Philly at Carolina. Philadelphia, you weren't too impressive last week. Now, you were playing the Kansas City Chiefs, who are just a top dog team, top team in the NFL. You got Jalen Hurts, but Devontae Smith hasn't looked bad. I'll say that. I think they hit on their first-round pick with Devontae Smith. I think they did. Uh, it, it's It'll be an interesting game. Um, I think Sam Darnold and Carolina will pull it out because Sam's playing great football this year. Uh, it, it's, hu- it's, it's crazy, isn't it, how you can change, you know, cities, change jobs, change your life, and you end up benefiting from it. And Sam Darnold has benefited from it uh, tremendously. I have Carolina winning that game. 
I only have Carolina winning 13 to seven. I think it'll be a low scoring game. I I, I do uh, see what happens, but I, I got Carolina winning that game. Um, Tennessee at Jacksonville. Uh, King Henry's going to come out running. Tennessee's going to win this game. I'm sorry, Jacksonville. And we haven't even talked about this. The Urban Meyer drama. Uh, I don't see him as the head coach. I think he'll have one year, and I think he'll uh, bounce. I think he'll go back to college after this year. I, I just think I just don't think it's going to work. And I got Tennessee beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Tennessee's going to play good football. Um, Tennessee's going to put up 24 points. Jacksonville's going to put up about 17. But I got Tennessee winning this game. I'm sorry, it's an X factor, and it's called Derrick Henry. New England at Houston. New England's winning this game. Lost last week. Uh, New England's got a decent team. Better than Houston. Houston's just playing with no morale. Just, just they, their morale is low. They're playing with no gusto. Uh, Houston didn't even put up a point last week. New England's going to win this game. Uh, New England will put up about 23 points. Houston will put up uh, like 17 because Houston, I think, will come out and score a couple touchdowns and a field goal. But overall, uh, New England's winning that game. All right. Chicago at L- Las Vegas. Justin Fields has been named the starter now by Matt Nagy. He has been named the full-time starter, which is, you know, it's something. There's just, they finally made a decision, and they're going with it. Uh, so Justin Fields will get the start. Raiders are going to win, though. I'm sorry, Chicago, but Las Vegas, they're still one of the top teams. They're like the Broncos. They got a good team, okay? And I just I think the Raiders will bounce back. I think the Raiders will score, score 34 points. I think Chicago, he'll put up a, a couple touchdowns. I think they'll put up 14, 14-34. Raiders win. All right. Now we got Cleveland at LA. I got Cleveland winning. I just think I've I, they had now LA had a great game. The Chargers had a great game last week. Justin Herbert could be the MVP this year. I seriously think he could. But Cleveland will come out on top winning that game. I just I foresee it. Uh, Baker Mayfield having a good year, decent year, and Cleveland's just got the better roster overall. So, in my mind, uh, Cleveland's going to win this game against the Chargers. Uh, Chargers still a really good team. Justin Herbert's an X-factor. But I got Cleveland winning this game. I think I think Cleveland's going to put up uh, 31 points. I think the Chargers will put up about um, 27. I think it'll be really high scoring. But Baker Mayfield and Cleveland's going to pull it out. New York at Dallas. Dallas is going to win. Sorry, New York fans. New York is just interesting. They've been playing good. They've been playing bad. And they've been playing good. Just trending up and down. And Dallas so far has been consistent. I'm a Washington fan. I hate to see it, but Dallas is rolling. Now, I'm not like a delusional Cowboys fan. I'm not going to sit here and say they're the Super Bowl contenders. Everyone's put them in, putting the, them in their bubble. I'm not. Prove me wrong, Dallas. You're still the Cowboys. But Dallas will win this game. Dallas will put up 24 points. New York's going to put up about 10. That defense for Dallas is scary. <laughs> Defense for Dallas is definitely scary. Okay, San Francisco at Arizona. Look, Kyler Murray's top MVP caliber this year. Definitely top uh, top of the league in MVP. I think Kyler Murray will win the MVP. I do. A lot of people have them in, in this MVP talk. For me, it goes Kyler Murray one, Justin Herbert two, and then Mahomes third. 
I got those three quarterbacks winning it. Definitely. But I think Kyler Murray will come out on top. The guy just plays fast-paced. He runs around like he's in a video game. He's it's just he's a playmaker. And that's what he was coming out of college. They're the only undefeated team. Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. He's got those guys playing inspired football <laughs> out there in Arizona. And plus, you know, San Francisco, they're starting Trey Lance because Jimmy G, no surprise, he's hurt again. Hopefully he's only out a couple weeks. Trey Lance, you're getting thrown into the fire against the undefeated team. Very good game. Uh, I am I got, like, my eye on this game this weekend. So Arizona's going to win that game. It'll be high scoring. I think Arizona's putting up 37. I think San Francisco's going to put up 31. I think this will be a really high-scoring game. And I just got Arizona winning because they're electric. And that defense, you know, maybe less than 31 points they allow because that defense with J.J. Watt, it's incredibly good. It just is. But, you know, Arizona's going to win. All right. Buffalo, Kansas City. Sunday night, 7.20 p.m. Must-watch TV. (laughs) This is going to be a rivalry like Brady-Payton. You know, just like that. This is going to be it going into the future. The next 10 years we're looking at this matchup. We're putting a circle around it on our calendars. Patrick Mahomes, they're going to pull this game out, though. Uh, it'll be high scoring. <laughs> I think Chiefs are winning 42. I think the Buffalo Bills will lose by... They'll, be, they'll put up 38. Okay, it's going to be so close. So close. Um... But I just give them the, I'm giving the Chiefs the slight edge here. I am. You're in Arrowhead. Very hard place to play. Very hard place. Who knows how the weather will be, too. Here in Missouri, it's up and down. Um, but uh, I got Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs pulling that game out. Uh, you know, the Monday night game, October 11th, starting at 7:15, not as exciting. Really not. Um, Indianapolis at Baltimore. It's just not a game that's going to be, you know, I just, I just might fall asleep watching it. <laughs> but um, Lamar Jackson definitely will win this game with Baltimore. Carson wins. I... Indianapolis needs a quarterback. They need to take one in the draft. They need to just throw all these guys away. I'm sorry. Restart. You know, rebrand. I feel bad for Carson. Uh, good quarterback. Just derailed by injuries. Um any, anyway, Indianapolis is gonna is going to lose that game. Baltimore is gonna win. Baltimore will put up uh, 21 points. Indianapolis will put up about 10. And I just think Baltimore is gonna dominate. Lamar Jackson is gonna run all over the field. I, I'm I'm truly sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, Indianapolis Colts fans. Uh, but you know you're you're facing. I should say Lamar Jackson is fourth in MVP, and I got Dak at five. Without Dak's playing, for me that's my top five really. But, but Lamar's going to win this game. And it's no offense to the Colts, just they're the better team. There it is. That's my week five predictions. I can't believe we're already in week five, everyone. To be quite honest, it blows my mind. It, I, it goes way too quick. September football is done. I hate it because I get to talk about you know the games, the content, the storylines. Um, Kyler Murray, as of right now, is winning the MVP award. Like I said, Justin Herbert's second, Patrick Mahomes third, Lamar's fourth, and Dak's fifth. Now, if Dak keeps winning, he may, you know, move up in my in my uh, power rankings there. 
But no doubt, another great week of football on the up and up. Like I said now, now my overall record, <laughs> I'm still above 500. So I'm not, I'm not upset at my overall record. I wish it was better, though. I do. Because as of right now, I'm 39 and 25. 39 games right, 25 not right. <laughs> I, I need that win percentage to go up this weekend. Because each year I'm going to do this on the podcast. We're going to break down, and I'm I'm hoping I can predict a lot of these games right. Now, I'm not trying to overthink the room either. I'm just not. Because I feel like when you start overthinking the room, you're going to think the Jags are going to come in and beat Arizona. And that's just not happening. Speaking of the Jags, i got to get stuff for, uh, figured out. Urban Meyer likes dancing too much. That's all I'll say on the matter. Look up the video. He uh, He likes dancing too much. Uh, for an 0-4 team, he sure likes to celebrate. He he He's lost that locker room. Just just adding that here at the end. Jags fans, he's lost that locker room. Um, it's over. I think the end of the year, he won't be the head coach. They'll move on. They should have got a younger coach, too. I think they should have pushed for a 30-year-old coach, like a Cliffs Kingsbury, uh, Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay. I think they should have pushed for a guy like that. You know, that combination seems to work. Young offensive minds seems to work. Trevor Lawrence, though, is your quarterback of the future. Don't get me wrong. He's great. He just needs somebody that can build an offense around him. And the Jags, they got a lot of issues to figure out. But Urban's not your coach. Anyway, that's the show today, everyone. That's the show. I've enjoyed talking to you. This has been Pass It to Patrick. Uh, follow me on all my social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, pretty much everywhere. But, you know, leave a review. That helps. Leave a five-star review. Leave a two-star review. Write about how you like the show. If you don't like it, if I need to work on something, just let me know. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the show. I'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>